Warning. This is not your normal podcast. Its purpose is to provide thought-provoking dialogue with a slighted perspective. Here we encourage influential conversations. Give us a listen, like and share. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Welcome to CEO and the Doctor. What's up, boys? Welcome to the Roundtable Talk. Good to see y'all. Yeah, Captain, we all chess right now. Chess. <laughs> Sam Wilson. Sam yeah, Wilson. We'll got to show off, man. Well, yeah, man, I'm trying, to, you know, yep. I'm trying to get my light hey, right hey, since he said I'm Will like a gremlin or something out. over here. You know Will in there working out. Don't, don't hey, get the, Pel- the Peloton right here in the corner. He like, oh, Peloton, Peloton Patrol. Facts. Let's go around the room. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You you Uh-oh. got a you got one of those bicycles with a TV on it? I got the TV with the wheel, baby. Oh my god, man. Oh my god. Peloton hey. is ruining everyone. No, nah, hey, listen. Yo, Peloton is man, it's awesome because they have off bike workouts too. So yes. now I gotta get my off bike workouts in. Come on, but, man. P over with, here acting like he's uh, Taylor or some shit. Dude, with my schedule, I had to. Get, I got to get the cardio in somehow, man. And yeah, hey, Lance, for all y'all out there, for all y'all out there, if y'all got the Peloton treadmill, elliptical, or whatever, you know, hit me up on you know Peloton. Will be willing is my name. You know what I mean? We'll be willing. <laughs> we'll be willing. Look at this well, boy always selling workouts, man. Sit your ass back. I do. <laughs> all right, like first. First, before we start, everybody throw the glass up, man. Everybody throw the glass up. Okay, now, now, I, I will put out the caveat for why the glass. Okay, so the round table. We don't do this often, all four of us in four different locations. Uh, but, but I would be remiss if not, if I did not say congratulations to my little brother. Hey, you want to run? CMS Sergeant Select, Clyde Oliver. Man. Senor. Oh, I drink it all you, baby. All you. All you. Hey, look, look. All of us understand the work that that involves. So, you know, don't uh don't take that achievement lightly, bro. Uh, you know, wh- what is it like? What do they say is like six, seven percent of the Air Force actually achieve seeing master starting some some number like Something that. Like that, yeah. Yeah, you jump into the two percent when you make it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's only 2% of the total force and 1% make chief. But this year's promotion rate across the board was like less than, it was like right at 8%. Okay. So, um, I don't know, man. This I've talked to everybody, mentors, friends, in some capacity over these, over, basically over these last, shit, let's call it five months, ever since I found out I got stratted. And yeah. it's been heavy on me, man, because you know I've been like <laughs> really thinking about the I next know. 
move right. Like, um, yeah. but uh, as as I got closer, I, yeah. I was not showing it, but I was definitely feeling it. I was like more nervous because I was like, man, I know my name's gonna be on there. Not to say right. com- or overconfident, but it just seemed like I was gonna get put with this test because I was yeah. really hoping the decision was made for me. Had I not seen yeah. my name, press the button one May, coast on out. Right, um, right. But it didn't go like that, man. And I and I battled with it for a few days all last week when me and you were talking. Yeah. And then uh, I read the book of Jonah, man. Basically, you know what I'm saying? Jonah wanted to veer off God's path. And then he caught a little flack for doing that. And I, and I kind of felt that way. I kind of felt like, you know, I would be slighting all the people to help me get here, number one. Yeah. But number two, and more importantly, I felt like, you know, I would be vectoring from a path that was laid for me and not following a plan that I should just because right. I want to get to what I want at the moment. Yeah. So I put that to the side, man. I'm just focused and locked in now. So two more That's years. That's all good, man. Hey, look, and, and like we, we talked about, you know, ultimately me um, as, as you know, family and as one of your, your mentors, um, I want you to see all sides and understand what, um, what the cost involved with this is don't no doubt it, it's a hell of an achievement i will never ever underestimate that right, uh, right. but what it, what it comes with is always something that uh, in the moment we don't anticipate we don't consider we don't reflect back on uh, but as you move forward with this stripe and the responsibility that you have um you know don't take it lightly and uh appreciate that journey bro for real appreciate I, uh, that journey I am. I appreciate that. Enough about me, man. You know, I like all that damn. All about you, bro. Don't, don't, don't. Nah, nah, nah. We're going to get on you. Going around the room. Clink, how you doing, boy? Good to see chilling, you. Chilling, man. Chilling, 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 man. Just um, moving. Got prepared for this so, uh, interview for Microsoft. So hope that'll be six digits when I get it. So hey, oh, make a small you, step. You, you need to send me that. Oh, out room. there where I live? But, on my side of town? That Microsoft? No, nah, right. No, right here on Petrenko. On Petrenko. Oh, that's where I live, out west. No, you oh, stay I... way on the other side of Petrenko. He off Petrenko. You're talking about inside of the They're Petrenko talking about San Antonio, Texas. You know they about San Antonio, Texas. No, so you're not out there off of 211? Nah, nah. Uh, oh, I'm right across, from, right across from NSA. Right across from NSA. Oh, okay. I got you. My bad, my yeah. bad. All right, Will, what's up with you, man? What you got going on? Man, y'all know me. Jack of all trades, master of some, but you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm doing everything, you know. Uh, but now, right. you know, I'm trying to knock out these IT certifications, you know, get a you know big time uh, network admin job somewhere. Uh, other than that, you know, same old, same old, working out, training a few clients that I do have, and uh, just keeping it busy, man. That's about it, you know. Let, Enjoying South Carolina so far, you know. Congrats on the move. I'm gonna have to take one back before I get to P. I'm gonna have to take it back to Kings of Comedy. Y'all too. No nothing about y'all say computer or school. I had to throw that one out there. Hey, yo, you know what I found out today? I was looking at my email. I found my transcript. That bitch said three point nine eight. Soon, soon louder. I was like, I was a, I wasn't the smartest dude in high school, but a little, yeah. like, not too far from the house, but now. Otherwise, motherfucker. I know, that's what I said. I was like, otherwise. oh, I want to waste We just know that other side of you, that Negro yeah, yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all look, said that today. Y'all make me feel side. like I need to go put a hat on up in here. Everybody got a hat? I know the Negro name, Clink, the Negro. Yeah. 
You know Clean, but they all know Steven. That's what yeah, it is. Steve, Steven. Oh, Steven. Steven. That's what you tell. That's Steven. what you play important for. Like, you walk in Microsoft like, I'm Steven. Steven. Well, Steven, that, that's a very eloquent answer. Thank I'm you. I'm a veteran. Um, I yeah, worked at NSA. I have security. <laughs> you, know, he, you know he code switches like a motherfucker. You know Clint code switches like a motherfucker. Facts. I know where to turn it on. Big P, Major Taylor. In the velodrome. What's up, man? <laughs> I am perfecting retirement like a motherfucker. That's what I'm doing. Uh, nah, man. Uh, actually, for real. For real. I, I, all right. So a few weeks ago, I got uh, uh, an email from uh, Banner, uh, a, a recruiter from Banner, and she wanted to talk to me about, um, you know, this uh, vice president of, or something, um, diversity, equity, and inclusion. So we had a nice conversation. She set me up with, uh, you know, the uh, HR director. So I went and had a conversation with the HR director. Didn't go well. Why didn't it go well? <laughs> she was a very, oh. very pretentious old sister. And I don't oh. think that I got the feeling that she didn't appreciate me coming in there saying that, uh, no, my number is between 125 and 150. And that's, that's not negotiable. She's like, well, all we can offer you is 99. I was like, I'm Did sorry, you, know what you, can't, I said? you can't offer me a job then. Well, <laughs> mister, I said, excuse me, that's doctor. I had to correct her three, four times. That's a doctor. I worked hard for that shit. So, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But you haven't worked in over 10 years. This would be that opportunity that you need to get back into the work world. I was like, oh, I haven't worked in 10 years because I have not had to work in 10 years. That says something, right? If I ain't worked in 10 years, I mean, I don't need to work. I know how that works. play money. <laughs> Like you, you're not. I'm not a. Trust me, I'm not a charity case. I'm but if I could have been a fly case, on the wall in that one, I know how that would Man, I, I get. It seems like I get weekly affirmations of, "You did right. You don't have to settle." Boy. So, that's been the long and short of it. I refinanced my house, pulled some cash out, paid off everything. Now nah, I'm like debt free and only have one bill. Beamer. We yes, I did. I, I ordered. I ordered my new one. I ordered my 2023. Bowling. My bad. I'll be 54 in April, man. Get off my ass. We fly high. No lie. You know Bowling. That hits everybody else. You know what? Cheers to the good luck, man. Real quick. So I, I know, Clyde. You, you, you got that. What, what you drinking on? That's the Uncle uh, Nears. Mm. What's that? Uncle Nears. Damn, you got me. Uncle Nears. Right. Talk Rock, you got the Uncle Nears, right? Yeah. Clint got some tequila. Eight, Eighteen. That's gangster. Yeah, that's gangster. So, gangster. <laughs> I made heck? my own concoction of a lemon drop. Y'all should try it. It's the oh, Uncle. No, listen, bro. It, it's it's the Uncle Nears with some fresh squeezed <laughs> lemon juice. Yeah. Oh, you, you remember the lemon drop candies? Yeah, all these other drinks say they taste. No, nah, this right here tastes just like. <laughs> wow, a I got I got a lemon downstairs. I got the lemon downstairs. See, sexy on. He about to Netflix and chill with Auntie A. I'm about to follow. Come on, I'm Come on, man. On the on the Wednesday home day. <laughs> chill out. Okay. Literal Y'all stupid, bro. All That's right. what you're cardio in for real, Will. We'll be Let's talk about the round table, man. Let's get it going. Let's so, go, y'all. Look, 
we talk about so much stuff in our chat, bro. We have a mm-hmm. good time doing it. Sometimes it's just all jokes. Sometimes it's screenshots. So we'll just leave Clink out of that. And then, <laughs> and then it's like very, very important stuff yeah. on certain days. And it just hit us. So, Will, you get to open the door, bro, on the round table and tell us about that very, very, very intriguing conversation you had at work and how you brought it to us, man. So I had this conversation at work and it, you know, it was one of those conversations that you have, you know, I've only been at this job for a couple months, but you know, these, this, these, just like y'all, but you, you know, you sit around when you get to a new place, you observe people and you're like, man, I can have these type of conversations with these guys. But anyway, me and two other guys at work, what's going on? What up, doc? We had this conversation and the conversation was pretty much based on this question. When you, whether you were raised by a single mother or, you know, your father was in the home, but, you know, worked a lot. So pretty much your mother was the main person raising you. Um, the question was posed was, were you raised to be a man slash husband or were you raised to be the man your mother wanted or never had? Right. So, of course, you know, me being me, I got to you know get a little more clarification on the question. So I asked you know, my boy to elaborate on a little more. He said, so you got to look at it like this. A lot of these dudes, out here, grown men out here nowadays, if, if you wouldn't even call them a man based on this conversation, they were raised to be, they weren't raised to be husbands. They were raised to be the man or husband their mother wanted or never had. I'm going to put some context on that, right? Basically saying, because your mother, if, you know, you've been in a, if you observe your mother, you know, while you were growing up, she's either been the one who was always, you know, shitted on, um, stepped out on all the time, or she just put up with whatever. So let's say you're the only man, you're the only boy in the family, and she's raising you to be the man of the house, but the way she's raising you is to be her man. If that makes sense, oh, everything that she's raising you, everything that she's raising you to do, <clears throat> is for her and not preparing you to be able to take care of a woman in general. If that makes sense, right? Oh, it makes sense. It makes sense. So it makes sense. She's pretty much raising you to take care of her. Now we can put that in further context. I know some brothers like this, who their mother is everything. The true yeah. epitome of a mama's yeah. boy. They're going to put their mother over their wife 24-7-365 because mama raised me this way to take care of mama. Because you right. are, you, 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 your mom, you're your mother's man. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and to add some more context to it, and, you know, anybody that's listening, don't misunderstand what he means by take care of, okay? Uh, in the context of this, that means take care of emotionally. Okay. And, and when you think of how it got to be that way, she's not getting the emotional fulfillment from the person that she should have. So she's got to find it somewhere. And she yeah. finds it in, in the one person that she has, the one male in her life that she has control over. That she has the most influence over. I, I don't want to say control, but the most influence over. You know, and, and I've, I've always said, and we've had these conversations, not in this particular, you know, not this particular subject, but I've always had, I had this feeling. Uh, every boy, every boy loves his mother. 
And when you think of it in, in this in, in this context, and you know, based on the subject matter, it's clearly understood as to why. Now, admittedly, I might be one of the few. I love my mom, but we don't have that kind of relationship. We haven't had that kind of relationship in a very, very, very long time. Um, at best, we're estranged from one another. But you know, when when you pose, when you drop this in the group chat and we start talking about it, man, I I just kind of reflected on things. And and when you think of how it got to be that way, she's not getting the emotional fulfillment from the person that she should have. So she's got to find it somewhere. And she finds it in, in the one person that she has, the one male in her life that she has control over. She has the most influence over. I, I don't want to say control, but the most influence over. You know, and, and I've, I've always said, and we've had these conversations, not in this particular, you know, not this particular subject, but I've always had, I had this feeling. Uh, every boy, every boy loves his mother. And when you think of it in, in, this, in, in this context and, you know, based on the subject matter, it's clearly understood as to why. Now, Admittedly, I might be one of the few. I love my mom, but we don't have that kind of relationship. We haven't had that kind of relationship in a very, very, very long time. Um, at best, we're estranged from one another. But you know, when when you pose, when you drop this in the group chat and we start talking about it, man, I, I just kind of reflected on things in my childhood because I have an older brother, and you know, while I was the baby and I was protected and I guess to an extent coddled and taken care of. Um, and loved on, spoiled, all those things. Yes, it's possibly broke than a motherfucker and be spoiled. But anyway, uh, my older brother was shit on around every turn. And I think that he, he was that way because he he reminded her of his father. We have different fathers. So she he reminded her of his father, and she shit on him on every turn. And he, I don't know, I think he's still kind of seeking some kind of um, – approval from her because you can't tell him shit wrong with our mother. Nothing. I haven't even had a conversation with him because it's pointless. You can't tell him she's ever done anything wrong. Yeah. So like, as we got into this conversation, you know, one of the guys brought up, he was like, you know, we see a lot of men nowadays that the women or the woman that they're seeking out, you know, saying most, if you sit down and ask a guy, you know, what type of woman you look for, if you hear this come out of their mouth, then this is going to put this topic into, you know, further, better context for you. I'm looking for somebody who's like my mother. Well, go be with your mama. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, seriously. No doubt, you got to think about that because. You know, I'll be on Clubhouse, I'll be in the, you know, in the relationship talk rooms and stuff like that. And just hearing some of these horror stories of these single people, man, especially these women, it's like they're really dealing with dudes who want them to be like their mother. Well, bro, go be with your mama. Go move to Alabama. You know, no shots to shade out to Alabama and like and be with your mama if that's what you, you know what I mean. Like you want a woman to be your mother. She's not to be your mother. Right. You're you you're supposed to come into this union if you want to get married and everything and become one. And start a new, you know, develop a new relationship with this woman, but you want this woman to be your mama. Because mm-hmm. all they know, as far as, you know, love and conversation is from, you know, from their mother. And you can do it on the flip side, you know, with, you know, some fathers and their daughters, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I, 
I want a man to be like my daddy. Well, if you really paid attention to how your father was raising you, young lady, he was showing you how you should be loved and this, that, and other. Like, yeah. you, like, he was trying to show you what to, you know, quote unquote, I hate using the word expect. Y'all know I mean expectation. Anyway. Love me like my daddy, put it like that. Love me like my dad, but don't. Be yeah, daddy. don't don't. Yeah. You want me to be your daddy? You're like, well, go be Clink, your daddy. I'm gonna let you jump in before I go, because I'm gonna I'm have a bit of a, of a perspective here. But go ahead. Who you say me? Yeah, you up, Clint? Oh, uh, with that whole my mom. Mm, my mom was like, I'm the only child, and she was a single mom, so like, I hung around my uncles, and like, she had. I talked to my other day, like, she had like four boyfriends, and before she got married, like all through high school, no, from elementary to middle school, she had one, and then from middle school to high school, she had another one. And then after that, my stepdad came, so, I mean, I don't think she, I want a woman like my mom. I mean, I want you to be strong, you know what I'm saying, be a strong black woman, but don't be like my mom, because we got a relationship, and I don't talk to my mom every day. Like, I might go two or three weeks when I talk to my mom, He's like, hey, you gonna call me? I was like, oh, my bad. I'm like, what's up? What's wrong? She's like, nothing. I'm like, okay, so why I need to call you all the time? But we talk right. and chop it up, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't, I don't, yeah, but I think she raised me to be my own man. Like, you know, she's like, hey, don't do X, Y, Z, or I taught you better than that. You know what I'm saying? Don't yeah. do women like this. Like, she ain't like, you know, my mom, like, oh, I love you all like that. You know, I was outside playing all the time. Like, my mom, like, get out of the house or, like I'm gonna beat you for so and so, so you wasn't raising me to be sport or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it's like I don't. Not I mean I don't see that. Yeah, that that's real, man. And and like when you brought yeah. this to us, will like it had me it had me really thinking because the way I grew up is very unique. Like my mom and dad were together; they've been common law forever. But you know, at certain points in time, my father had to take care of his parents. Uh, Cause they were, you know, their health was failing and stuff. But my mom was very independent in mind, even even being with my father. So in a lot of ways, you know, what I mean, she was like molding me, and I was having conversations with her, like we talked about proc that I didn't have. I didn't give my father the opportunity. It wasn't even fair to him, basically, because yeah. I just had a better relationship with my mom. But the reason why I even bring mm-hmm. that up is because I never thought about like, and, and you're talking about, you know what I mean, what she may have wanted in a man, and that she raised me that way. I, but I did always look for certain things in women and I related it to my mother. So I was like, holy shit, wait a minute. Like, is this kind of like, you know, and it, when it wasn't like, you know, not a no crazy weirdo shit, but I just remember like the, the biggest thing for me was well before I even understood, you know, like being in a true relationship, having responsibilities, like, I was like, you gotta be independent. And I'm not necessarily being like saying like, you know, you depend on me to buy you shit or something like very materialistic. But I'm saying like in your mind, I don't want to align yeah. myself with someone who's like tagging along with what I'm doing. Because you always see that kind of portrayed in like 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 a movie. Like if, if, a, if a kid is the star and he's going somewhere like let's let's go back to he got game. Right. Like and at the end of that movie, you know, basically Rosario Dawson told him, like, well, what about me? You know, I've been by your side the whole time. You ain't taking me with you. So I guess it kind of, you know, it was forged there for me. I'm like, bro, like, damn, I ain't never thought about that because my mom can stand on her own. So that's a hell of a that's a hell of a thought, because and me and you, Doc, we talked about this. I can't remember what season we talked about. What are the what are the ingredients that go into us creating a relationship? Like, what are we pulling from? 
And yeah. I ain't never really reflected on what you kind of subconsciously take in. And you right. don't even like understand how it's molding you. But mm-hmm. you you wonder why you are looking for something. Like I need you to be, it's not attraction, but I need you to be this. And I don't really know why I need you to be this, but it's because it's been around yeah. you. Um, but you're right. Like sometimes, and and I didn't grow up in a single a single home, so that's why I let you guys go first. So I can't speak to that as direct as you, but you definitely see that like depicted in movies. You do see that depicted mm-hmm. in like books, you know, and urban fiction, you know, our culture type stuff. And it's like, you know, we always hear these things like you know, somebody got daddy issues or whatever the hell. Right. But it's kind of like, you know, what? Why are you accepting the things you accepted? And I hate to say it, and I'm not trying to be too frank, but maybe your mom accepted it. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to feelings, yeah. I'm not speaking for them all, yeah. but you know, you like, damn, you in a like a domestic situation, and you're not trying to improve that. You know what right. I mean? But it's like, shit, they've learned a another type of strength that we're not even talking about. They know how to suppress that shit, like, and mm-hmm. not let it like a quote unquote affect them daily. Even though you know, but I still love him, and he still do this. I'm like, yeah, but he's going upside your head at every. That ain't making sense to me. So more of that story right. is just like, you know, like I couldn't speak to having that single parent home, even though in a lot of ways my mom was truly independent in her thoughts. And she was able to move yeah. without my father yeah. even over together. So but that's man, that's a hell of a bro, that's that's a concept right there. That and that's really what I see. So when I brought it to y'all, it had me sit there thinking like again, when it comes to, you know, family dynamics any child needs the even balance of the mother and the father, right? <clears throat> so, and I mentioned to y'all, like, after having that conversation, I sat back and thought, like, dang. So all this time, you know, I was pissed off at my dad for not being there. I put all the blame on him. But when, in all actuality, you know what I'm saying? Of course, I've grown and learned over the years and, you know, developed how to become the man and husband that I am today. But in all actuality, like, some of the struggles that I dealt, you know, had growing up and dealing with women and this and other, it wasn't just my daddy's fault, it was my mama's fault too. I right. love her to death, but at the same time, it's like you, even my grandma, for the time that I lived with her, it's like you were grooming me to be suitable for you. Mm. And I had that, like I said, I had that epiphany in the middle of that conversation. I'm like, man, yeah. I was being groomed to be suitable for my mom, I was being groomed to be suitable for my grandma. That's bro. like if I would have held on that's, to that, that's like, deep shit, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, facts, if, and that's the reason why a lot of these dudes can't get past those communication barriers because they're so used to being suitable for their mom. Yeah. If they, if they, you know, came up in a single, you know, raised by a single woman, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey. Now, and, and I, I'm I'm gonna take a, a, a that's wild, bro. A different span. Now, not so much a different span. I'm just I was thinking about all this stuff. We gather information from our earliest, from the most influential people in our lives. And if you are raised by your mom, that's the most influential person in your life. Now, this isn't to say that that they're consciously grooming you or consciously grooming their sons to be uh, the man that they want. Subconsciously, they can do that because, look, I don't, I know this motherfucker here, he beats on me, talks shit to me, treats me like shit, he's always cheating on me. I don't want you to be that way. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So these this these are these are the tools that I got from this situation. I don't have any better tools than this. So I gotta make this hammer work when I need a screwdriver. Uh-huh. You know, so you get groomed into being something that 
that she wants you to be based on almost no information, yeah. you know? And from my perspective, from, from my, my childhood, um, you know, I, I think about all the things when you, when you drop that nugget, man, I'm like, damn, you know, um, when did it go off the rails? When did I start to look at my mom and see things differently? You know, and I, I think, um, what I took from, from my childhood when I finally left was I was raised by an extremely weak woman and I don't want that in my life. And I gravitated towards quite possibly the strongest woman I had ever met in my entire life. And I spent 28 years with that woman, you know, and to, to an extent she raised me and we grew up together. Um, shit. But <laughs> when you think about Damn. the tools that that we go into these relationships that we're in with the tools that we're given from the most influential people in our lives, which nine times out of ten is that mom who's gone through hell, especially if True. you are raised by a single mother. And one of the guys, one of the guys, and I'm glad you brought up that word influential, right? So one of the guys, he was like, so... In a single family, of course, 2020, being hindsight, being mm-hmm. 2020, you can right. look back on it now and, you know, speak on it and be like, he was like, looking back on it, it was my mom's job to provide those strong man, male influences in my life. Mm-hmm. But it just so happens every dude she came across just happened to be a shitty dude. And yeah. just like you said, so those are, that's what she had to pull from to teach me on what not to be or, you know, how she wanted me to be for her, you know, the protector and this and that, because I'm the only man in the house. So now right. I got to protect the house. I got to be all this and that for my mother. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And of course, if you got sisters, then for your sister, so on and so forth. But, and, you know, um, even with, you know, little girls growing up in, you know, environments like that, those become those influential symptoms for the insecurities that they have now. Yeah. So, like I said, man, that, that conversation just had me sitting there like, yo, that that one question just opened up all yeah. these doors and avenues to all this stuff that makes you go back and think like, where at, at what point, like you said, at what point through my growth and development did I either pick up on that or notice that, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's crazy, man. Yeah, it, it's it's we're we're programmed, and and I, I won't say that it's conscious programming. Um, we're just creatures of our environment, as they say. Um, when I think about how um, my mom affected my sisters, she affected both of them differently. Uh, my oldest sister, I would dare say, she's a reflection, a direct reflection of my mom. Um, bad relationship after bad relationship after bad relationship personal problem that's a personal problem that's a personal problem all of these things have manifested themselves in her life um and my my sister that i talk to every day she's different from my older sister i'm different from our older brother and maybe because we were like the last in the middle and these two the two oldest um uh, had different experiences obviously we all have different experiences when 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 you're raising glad you're raising three kids right now, right? <laughs> Shit, yeah. And <laughs> each one of your kids are different. So All you can't raise them, you can't raise them the same way. You That's... create a consistent environment, but you can't raise them the same way. 
the four of us were raised in the same household by the same woman, but all of us were raised differently. Gotcha. We all had a different view of, of the situation that we were in because the, the sister, Harriet, I talked to her all the time. She saw, our, we, we have a lot of similarities in, in how we viewed our upbringing, but we have some distinct differences as well. I see a lot of things that have affected me and they still affect me to this day, which has caused a strain or no, I would fuck it. It's a strain is too, too nice of a word, <laughs> which has all but killed a relationship with my mom. Who's now has Alzheimer's and, and Alzheimer's and dementia. So we had no relationship, but uh-huh. you talk to Harriet, Harriet loves her to death. And, you know, I, I, I don't have a lack of love for, her. I just don't see her in the same light, you know? And I think that's because how we were raised is always different and how we, we navigate that space and how we're influenced is different. Um, oh, that's facts. So, that's all yeah. that's facts. Because I can speak to that from, like, my father's perspective. And I didn't mean mm-hmm. to cut you off, P, but it's just like I, no, no, I always felt like uh, he and I had a bit of an estranged type deal. Like, you know, he gave mm-hmm. the orders, I complied, right? And right. Um, I don't know, like... I talk about it in my second book. I, I'm very open about like, you know, like I was a, a fearful young boy. Like I, I wasn't raised to be a fighter. He didn't teach me how to do that. So I had a lot of anger and aggression, but it wasn't like in a control, like outburst manner. It was internal. So I suppressed right. a lot of things. And I was like, I was afraid of my father, not because of the belt. I think I actually said it like that. I was more so f- afraid of like his persona, like his facial expressions could set the tone. <laughs> like yeah. he had a long day, a hard day, and he just come in. He be like, "How was school, boy?" And I'm like, mm, "Well, yeah, I ain't about to ask you to go throw the football. Like you look like you ain't for that." So you know, like yeah, like it was just hard to like open up to him. But my grandfather was so different because I think like, and I've seen that now as things come to fruition. Like I think when you become a grandfather, so now my father's a grandfather, he has that softer heart that my grandfather had. But I can only imagine my my grandfather, when he was in full-fledged father mode of my dad, he was probably as coarse as I felt my father was. And it wasn't, I mean, my dad is just like, he just has a stern voice. He speaks with his eyes. And it just makes you, when you're young, you just be like, bro, I'm not about to bother him. (laughs) Not like he about to whoop my ass with the belt, but it's just like, yeah. He just looked like don't talk to me right now. And I just and I always used to utilize my mother all the way until I was an adult. And she would be like, You need to talk to your dad. You a grown up now. Like you a whole yeah. man. Like I'm not about to be keep being your letter person. So I understand that because I seen he had a different relationship with my sister. It kind of bothered yeah. me. Excuse me. But this is way before I had a you know a daughter myself. So I'm like, naturally, and maybe you guys can speak to this because you all have daughters, like you mm-hmm. just treat her a little bit more lighthearted <laughs> than you made your son and that's how I was and I was like damn now I see how my you know it was always yeah. it, he would just expected me to be able to conquer and do things maybe because I was yeah. his you know son but when it came to her like he was more patient you know that's his daughter he more protective even though he was protective of me it just looked different yeah, yeah. I don't know it's strange but I'm picking all this yeah. shit up when I'm 20 plus you know right and, <laughs> so. and that's usually when we get it and yeah. you know when you talk about how I would raise girls um I was hard man I was hard as hell on Rachel seriously and I think it was because the only reference material that I had to go on was my upbringing that was wow. it I didn't have 
a nurturing mom that nurtured daughters and you know i didn't have any of that so i'm like look i'm preparing you for the shit that's out here because i know how fucked up men are my dad was fucked up i'm fucked up i watched them deal with fucked up men so you ain't gonna be dealing with no fucked up men and you know what what i realized in all of that whoever she meets the more shit you talk about them those shits become virtues so you motherfuckers beware <laughs> Beware! Don't talk shit about the men your, your daughter dates. But keep that hey, shit under wraps. Shit. In that same instance, though, P, she may take that and see that as you raising her to be more independent than to rely. Now on she does. See what now she does. Now older, and, and and this is when when we have to actually fucking look at that toolbox, and you're looking at toolbox, and they all you realize is fuck. She equipped me with a hammer. I don't need a hammer. I need a fucking saw. I need a fucking Phillips screwdriver. I got to figure this shit out. Once you have to figure it out and you look in your toolbox and you don't have it, then you're like, okay, he he gave me the fucking hammer, but now I have to figure out how to do these things. I can be independent, but he's giving me the strength to be independent Exactly. because right. he was hard on me, right. you know, and right. all four of us, all right. of us, even quiet with you growing up with both your parents, um, you still had to, figure a lot of these things out, especially when it comes to parenting, which led me to this question in, in reference to everything that we just discussed for the last 25 or so minutes, how do we relate these things to our children? Man, for me, you know, having the youngest child out of us four right now, like for mm -hmm. me, I always reach back to my childhood and everything. And it's mainly to, of course, pull from that and, Majority of my family is women. And it's on both sides, my mom's side, my dad's side. So mm -hmm. the way I raised Layla, <clears throat> me and Ebony raised Layla, and particularly me, the way how I am with her is mm -hmm. so that she, you know, she can be strong. You know what I'm saying? I have a lot of strong minded, strong willed women in my family, but at the same time, I have majority some weak minded, weak willed women in my family. So yeah. I, I, I try to pull from both sides of that, you know what I'm saying? And be, you know, sensitive with her, but at the same time, be firm and stern with her. Um, because you don't want to be overly sensitive. And then as she gets older, she's like, well, my daddy was always sensitive. So right. y'all know what I'm trying to say. Like, you don't want her to get older and just always, you know, want to play that, you know, soft, sensitive role. Like, have some sense of, you know, strength about yourself, some empowerment yeah. and things like that. So I just pull it from both sides. Like, it's okay to be, you know, sad. It's okay to, you know, be sensitive. It's okay to be a little soft here and there. But at the same time, daddy needs you to be strong. Like, okay, it's okay to cry about this, but, you know, when you're crying about something little, you know, I try to ask the question, like, you know, why are you crying? You know, when I'm crying, like, do you think you should be crying about that? And, she'll, no, and Layla, she, for her at six years old, she'll be seven this year, and she'll be like, you know what? Wow. No, and she'll wow. put a smile on her face and get going. Like yeah, last night, out. I called her in the room. She was she was doing something. I was like, Layla, what did me? What did you and Daddy talk about? She was like, you're right. And she kind of walked off a little sad. And she turned around and she was like, Daddy, I love you, and just went out the room. And I just sat here like. Yeah. Yo, like, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, she she's understanding, you know, a little more, but yeah, it, it's you got to have that even balance of that, you know. Yeah, that's legit. Be sensitive, that's legit. and you know, put your foot down. 
Second book I'll talk too. I I I now. Oh, go ahead, Clink. My bad. My bad. Yeah. I know you'll jump in there. Go ahead. I learned that with Kenzie in my bad. I learned that with Kenzie. Like I was always hard on her, but then she was like, Why you so hard on her? I was like, Cause I'm like, I don't want her to be those, you know, pushovers or whatnot. But Kenzie, she is real sensitive. Like she can cry the drop of a hat. But then mm. also she could be mean too. I was like, I like the mean side, you know, so I don't want nobody, <laughs> I don't want her to be weak, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want you to be perceived as weak, but Kenzie, when she get angry, boy, she get, she get like the Hulk. I'm like, oh. But uh, sometimes, like, her friends, she gets these friends and they just, like, have all these problems. I'm like, why you deal with that? But that's my friend. I'm like, but it's stupid. But I'm like, I'm older. I'm like, it's stupid, man. I want her to have an older mindset. And I'd be like, I'd be like, okay, let me calm down. But I was like, because one of her friends, try to kill herself and then she went over there. I was like, why you deal with that? Like that's her mom and dad and that like you don't need to be a part of that type of stuff. But that's just her personality though. She's like me. She get she get friends, make friends easy as breathing. You she know what I'm saying? Heart, and, yeah. yeah. I'm like, you need to learn to taper that shit off and let them girls do what they do or whatever. But I used to be hard on her man, but now I really got yeah. kinda of softening up. But now she about to go to high school, get back to the hard mode, like, hey, she's somebody slap them and keep walking. So I touched on that on my second book because, uh, you know, having Jordy and when he came in my life, like my patience still ain't shit, but I had to develop patience because I was, I was starting over and it was like, I talked about not being able to really cry when I was a kid. I was just shit that I internalized or did like behind mm-hmm. the scenes. But, like, my grandpa and my father wouldn't allow that. And then that's how right. I was with Ace. I was super coarse, like you said. Like, Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I put him in football too early. Like, and, and then I forced I – I basically forced football on him and to the mm-hmm. point where, you know, I never even let him, like, de- develop a desire to really learn another sport, baseball, basketball, yeah. like whatever. It was just, like, football. Because I wanted to make him tough because, you know, the – Odds were slightly stacked against him. He was born premature. He's always been small. So I didn't want him to feel like like I felt when I was a kid. Like people yeah. can just take advantage of you, like push you over and all this other shit. And then you have a little man's complex like I did growing up. So that's how I, tre- that's how I treated him. But then like when Jordy came, like I had to be like, damn, I got to fucking let him like cry. And that was tough for me yeah. in the beginning. Because, you know, they every baby gets that window, right? Like, it's a fucking infant. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to cry. Then they're a toddler. Okay, you're supposed to cry. Now you walking, talking, you fucking potty train. Like, lady, like, it's time to, like. Start that crying for a Yeah, cut that shit off. Like, <laughs> it, like hits them like a brick wall. they like, damn, wait a minute. Like, all of a sudden, I can't tear up. No, hell no. Stop that shit. Yeah. So I had to stop. <laughs> I had to check myself. And I do what Will was talking about a lot more, like, trying to condition myself more so me than the child. Yeah. to be like in the moment of what's going on not just having this already yeah. preconceived thought about the situation and it's not a reason to cry like you ain't supposed to be crying like sucks shake that shit off you know so but you, you know supposed what, to cry. but you know what though I'm thinking about it now it's like since Kenzie had me in trust like okay I'm supposed to be the hard one and your mom's the soft one because she's a female I was like so that's why I was the way I was with even trust like you too hard on I'm like you too soft on like y'all be going through the same thing. Like, man, I ain't got time for that. <laughs> so, with the iron fist. But that's the thing, man. Like, <clears throat> especially when it comes like any child, you know what I'm saying? Especially when it comes to, you know, little boys and their fathers. Like, yeah. Telling them that they shouldn't cry or oh, what you crying for, you're not supposed to be crying about that. Like, they're expressing their emotions. Like once the ministry yeah. starts suppressing that, 
that's that toxic masculinity right there. Boy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's my uncle. I that's understand, my uncle. and that's what I'm saying. I understand, you know, that may be how you were raised and this and that other, but at the same oh. time, like, you're supposed to cry. Yeah. Just like you, Clyde. I used to suppress a lot of shit. Y'all know how my temper was. <laughs> you, man, Shut the whole squadron down. I walked, I, walked over to, <laughs> I walked over to Flight Bad and was over there for an hour and a half before I realized yeah. where I was. That's how bad Jeez. my temper was. Yeah, bro. I would sit in the cave shooting the crap yeah, with y'all and be like, oh, snap, I should be at work right now. Literally walk across from one side of the base to the other. Yeah, bro. I, I, I've not seen a, not him. A, not a short walk. Either. I've seen him <laughs> in, in full-fledged, like, lose my mind mode. <laughs> no yeah. alcohol involved. Like, I'm about to kill a man. Save him or else. <laughs> Off of a conversation. Well, that's what, you know what I'm saying. It's like, but that was me, too. That, you suppressed it for years is, and then it just come out. A lot of that stuff is just survival mode, you know. Yeah. Um, from from where we're from, it, it's sure it's it's probably reinforced in the house. All right. Facts. I, I, that's not to take away from that, but when you are in inner city Indy, inner city Wisconsin, inner city Chicago, Clint, okay. inner city South Carolina, Carolina, Carolina. See, <laughs> you it's it's a part of survival. You can't be out there in the streets showing your emotions. Boy. You can't. That's that's, and and really, when you think, I, I think about my my upbringing. There was no safe space for me to just go. All right, I can't cry outside. I'm gonna go in in the house and cry. Yeah. You couldn't do it in there either. Yeah. You know. So so what we as fathers are doing, you know, what at least for for me and what you guys have already illustrated. Um, I'm trying to undo, not so much undo. I'm trying to make amends for a lot of the things that I did shitty as a father especially with my daughter, you know, and we talk about this all the time. Um, I talk to her and I apologize. I think being humble and being apologetic for not doing things right, because right. every time that we fuck up, it leaves a stain on our kids the same way that every time our parents fucked up, it left a stain on us. Big you know, when, when it's not a joke that, you know, the saying that parents fuck their kids up. Yes. We fuck our kids up. Because our parents <laughs> fucked us up. So it's, it's it's trying to lessen it. You know, as we raise kids, we're trying to lessen the amount of fuck up, the fucked up that we, we pass on to them, you know? Um, so I, I try to do that regularly. And I have, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have adult conversations with my kids because one's 28 and the other one's 31. So we can talk back. We can talk and reflect Wait, on Wait, what? Slow oh, down. Hold on. Yes. <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> Yeah. Hold on. No, no, no. Hell no. Yeah. No. I went to Brian's damn senior graduation. 28? Yeah, he's 28. B20. Yeah. Rachel 31? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. God damn, where at? Uh, what's this? You watching soap operas? What the hell? Nah, bro. That's a... <laughs> <What you> <laughs> <laughs> remember. Remember back in the office, man. I'd be like, yo, I got a meeting. Can one of you pick up? Kids from school, y'all was going to get them from grade school, bro. What? That's how long. Yep. We, that's how long we've known each other. Hey, shout out I mean, to Brian and Rachel for yeah. really being in my life you longer know. than I thought. What the yeah. hell is going? Twenty eight yeah. and thirty one. Yeah, them is grown ups. Grown up. So, <laughs> God. like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm less father and more mentor, more advisor now, and because I'm in that that space with them now, um, I can have adult conversations with them and reflect on things that. I did wrong in hindsight and apologize for those things. Hey, if you got kids, you can't do that. 
can I can give him I can give better advice now than I I got. Um, and y'all can attest to this, man. So you you when you're a parent, man, you just you snap decision time. Facts. Yeah. Hey, there's no wait. I got five. You trying to find the answer? Nah, you trying to fix shit immediately. You know, and ten times out of ten, like damn it, I should have done that shit different. It's like, oh, like yeah. what my mom and dad do in the situation. Like, oh, that's what I'm right. doing now. Being right. I'm like, damn, that yeah. was fucked up. Then it's fucked up now. <laughs> it's <laughs> that toolbox they give us, man. What you? What the <laughs> hell you doing over there? <laughs> you clicking? You clicking like you over the wrong email now? That's <laughs> no. <I'm just> like, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he, he been on the wrong site. You to <laughs> I was configuring my settings. You know, you know, I do IT stuff. Jesus. So configuring my settings for my IT help desk stuff. Man. Oh, that P hub, right? You trying to ask the... <laughs> oh, oh. Hey, Mr. Will, you clock out for the day. Okay. All I heard was. Oh, my God. Uh, go so, how many man, X's you got to click? <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> Hey, I got one more topic I want to talk about before we get yeah. out of here. And uh, I sent this to UP, and then uh, me and wifey had a pretty deep discussion. Um, so let's, let me read the, the quick little blurb from what I sent you. So basically it was about, it's always Florida, right? Florida just, damn. Up, but, uh, That's why they got funny <laughs> sliced that bitch off the map. <laughs> Fort Lauderdale police chief fired for alleged minority first practices when hiring and promoting employees. I, I saw that. that in the chat. I read yeah. that. Okay. That in the chat or something? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I dropped it in the chat a little yeah, while before yeah. and I started talking about it. So, yeah. this is this is how this evolved from that, you know, because, you know, sometimes, like, T don't say, say much, but when she got something to say, like, it's like she's been it's like she's been working on it for like a month and then she just like give it to me. <laughs> so she was yeah. like, You you know how I think about certain situations like that. She's like, You damned if you do, you damned if you don't. Because being a minority, no matter what kind of system you're trying to, you know, integrate, it's always tough, right? Mm-hmm. So a man in that position <laughs> who's actually like, Okay, maybe I am loosely looking out for my people, right? Like I'm just trying to up the diversity here right i'm trying to change the demographics a little bit that's going to be looked at in the opposite manner whereas we accept it every day as well i know there's going to be more white people working wherever i am that's just the way it is so she's like somebody that may have not had a a cruel intention or or misplaced thought but they were just trying to change the demographics still gets looked at as doing something wrong where we have to accept that in the majority, y'all IT boys. Y'all are the minority, yeah. right? So, yeah. you know, it's just like we accept that on every level. Hey, I want to be a nurse. I'm the minority. Hey, I want to be, yeah. you name it, unless it's sports or entertainment, you're probably, mm-hmm. we are probably minorities. He's like, so why is that an acceptance that we have to continue to fight against? But somebody like this is already pegged as, oh, well, they trying to do, you know, favorable practices. And I had no, I was in that bitch like, <laughs> I was like, damn, babe, right. like you hit it home because shit, <laughs> we, shit. yeah, we you subconsciously accept that we always a minority, don't matter what the it's, fuck job we choose. Crazy, right? Because it's not our rules. And and I want you to go back, go, go back to Luke, go back to our office. Just think back to how many, how many black people were in our office? Not to mention how many times they try to pull yeah. your office apart. Yes. You know how many times I got called into the motherfucking chiefs in the colonel office across the street? How you got so many black people in your office? Like, 
It's not like I get a <laughs> list and I ask for them. <laughs> it's not like you did. It's not like you did a medical bioenvironmental draft. It was like easily six of us in there at the same time. In and, the 2012 bio draft, uh, yo, we would all load up and go together, all together. Chill, boy. Like, yeah, you, yo, are you playing? And Andrew, it was Chill. me, Shatara, Nikki, Will, uh, Black, uh, Sergeant Hurst. Not Black. Yeah. <laughs> Buddy Day was Black. Um, all, black, yeah. All these black people. No, I'm saying you was like black. You're naming black people. They use like black. Like this is black, black shit. Black shit. We call them black. Oh, okay. And um, and we had some other. We had Corey. We had Corey. Man, we had like like almost ten black people in the office. And yeah. the major was white. We had a um black cat or a white cat, but he act black because he's from South Carolina, so he hang with us more than them. Man. And we had an Asian and we had a Mexican, but. It, 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 like two white people in that joint, but yeah. they used to hate us, boy. These old dudes. Yeah. They knew us. Look, it's, they it's knew us the way we went. <laughs> it is the rules. That's what it is. We don't write them. We've never had, we've never been in a position to write the rules. That's what it is. The long and short of it, it's about the rules, man. They hired this man, and when you hire somebody as the boss, he has free reign to hire who the fuck he wants based on the information that he was given. This man, he said he hired the best candidate. Mm-hmm. Well, he had one white guy that was 23 years on the force, and he hired a young black guy. Mm-hmm. Now, diversity always figures into these things, Facts. you know. Um, so it wasn't as though he hired to the point where there were more black people. He just he kind of leveled the playing field. Yeah, he what, leveled what, the playing field. And that's the thing. Didn't it say something about 40 through it all, through all the over the what two yeah. or three years that he was in that position. Through yeah. it all, there was still a what was it? Fifty-four percent of the people he promoted were still white, or you know, in those yes. positions were still yes. white. Wow! Yes. But, you can't even get a little bit. Wow! But that's the, but that's the yeah. thing. The saying holds true. If and you know, I may sound racist when I say this. Forgive me for sounding racist. But if it ain't white, it ain't right. That rules. I say that every day. If it ain't white, it's it ain't right. Rules, bro. It's, wrong. it's the rules. It is not. These systems that we exist in are not our systems. Not. I think that's you know, and I think that's a tough place to be in in a situation like let's take the military, let's take police department, yeah. any anything that's like a service that's being provided because yeah. we are looked at like somebody might heard what Will said, not not knowing that he's a veteran. Somebody might heard what Clink agree with, not knowing that he's a mm-hmm. veteran. You know, and what I'm getting at is like we are all expected expected in these you know fire departments police departments military we're all on this one team one fight right we don't see nothing but the uniform but the truth of the matter is there's still like divisions amongst people like you can't help it like as soon as you land at a base especially when you're airman you brand new you look for who looks like you like i remember getting there and there was a couple people yeah it's a couple people that 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 accepted me and then will came and i seen him and then boom and so what i'm getting at is like you just kind of go with yeah because that's what your environment has been you know my tribe yeah and but you know what though you know what in the fire department we had a ship and b ship a ship was black b ship was mostly mostly white wow yeah. I was like, and nobody and seen that. <laughs> like nobody pointed huh? that out. Nobody like was like, "Yo, this." No, we did. We was like, because we, we lined up in the morning for shift change. We was like, all that salt, no pepper. Yeah, that's see. I left. Um, 
I went to. <laughs> I hate <New> him. <laughs> I left New Mexico and went to Germany. Right, and my first night on flight, I was still a cop. My first night on flight, and I'm looking around in guard mount. Fuck, nobody looks like me. <laughs> Nigga, I'm off I'm in the corner alone, man. I'm telling you, look, I am on a flight full of. It, it was probably thirty of us, right? Thirty cops. You big and I'm tall. I'm the only black one standing there, man. It's yeah. like, I. I seriously felt for my safety because I'd never been in a, in a on a flight by myself <laughs> as a lone black yeah, person. Me the all window. the black people, all the black people were on the, on the one uh, element that was off, <laughs> and I just had to go to work for the first time that night. And I'm like, "Yo, where my people uh, Can, can I get on the? Flight. Can I get on that shift? And I, <clears> I eventually <throat> got on that shift, but but yeah, it's it's these are are, are you know systems that have been in place and. Clyde, I know you've heard me say this all the years we've been, been, you know, doing this. We've been friends, family. But back in the work construct, I used to always tell y'all, look, this system's tried and true. Don't try to fucking change it. Facts. <laughs> That's, I mean, it, you've been spitting that. And and it makes you think, and, and you actually realize, and I mean this, and I'm not saying this in a harmful, yeah. meaning, meaningful. I'm not saying this in a harming, harmful way. I'm just trying to be meaningful. And yeah. my thought is, though we have been culture to accept diversity because we moved outside yeah. of our environments we all come yeah. from predominantly black yeah. you know probably low poverty type neighborhoods we have mm-hmm. seen what it's like because of course yeah. when we make it in our own way we don't go to those areas we live in the suburbs we try to send our mm-hmm. kids to diverse schools and i say all that to say yeah. you still never as the title says down there subconsciously forget that you are the minority you just know yeah. it and and even though people look like you and even though, you know, you understand, well, I live in a world now where I don't have to fear like, you know, getting told to do this or you got to drink from that fountain like we talked about before. More of the story is you still understand you're the minority, but it's more subconscious. Right? Yeah. And in a situation like that, when we brought up with the with the cop and what he was trying to do, or maybe he wasn't even trying to do it intentionally. More of the story is somebody immediately pointed that out and stopped it. But yeah. we've been yeah. accepting it. Like, we just yeah. have to accept it on yeah, our and, side and, of the house. And, you know, that's and, just and crazy to me. I'll take, I'll take that thought one further. Okay. Because we are the minority, we find benefit subconsciously in diversity. <laughs> that's wild as fuck. The other side, listen, the Damn. other side that's wild. finds offense and uncomfortableness in that diversity. And that goes that goes to Doc's comment that he just said. Big facts. They're trying to get rid of the diversity and inclusion because it levels the playing field. Big facts. Critical race. You can throw all that in there. Like you could just go down a rabbit hole of disaster yeah. <laughs> and talking about a conversation yeah. like this that is not, you know, like and this is completely off topic and we're almost getting close to the hour. Um, but I said something and this is a sports related thing. And, you know, I'm on the anvil now and, it's and, you know, it's two of us on there that's minority or three of us on there that's minorities. But more of the story is I come from Indiana, Indianapolis. And as a whole, you know, my state is predominantly white. OK, like most states. So it came up on the show. <laughs> it came up on the show. I should have I should have said this. We're a conservative state. We vote red. OK, that's what I should have okay, said. All right, cool. So it came up on the show. And this is going to be real quick. It was like, yo, like. You know, one of the Carvey, he was like, man, I think we should go for, you know, Colin Kaepernick. He working out. I was like, our fan base ain't ready for that. 
and everybody was kind of like, what? I was like, that's a whole tale of another like road we don't want to follow. But I'm telling you, our fan base can't accept that because no. we are not strong enough as a as a culture in Indiana to accept Colin Kaepernick for the man he is. Bro, it would be people fucking, you know, you know how people get Y'all, crazy. Indiana, first thing that comes to mind is who's your, who's your state? Yes, bro. Yeah. Boys would be boycotting yeah. games. They'll be giving death threats to, like, yeah. the, the management team. It would be absolute ridiculousness out there. And I was like, nah, bro. We, and, I, and I think that a lot of times, like, maybe us as fans, we don't even think about stuff like that. Absolute chaos. But the, yeah. the management team does. they like, I don't, I ain't gonna want that. It's not, maybe it's no offense toward Colin Kaepernick, but we can't withstand the heat he'll yeah. bring to our organization. No, it, it's the uncomfortable. Yeah. That's what it is. It's to your point. It makes us comfortable. It makes to us your comfortable. Point. satisfies us, but it makes them uncomfortable. To your point, you can't have no black and, dude leading all the white boys out there. Uh, uh-uh, it ain't gonna happen. And, and when you when you make the rules, Bruh. when you when these Jesus are your Christ. rules, you cannot be made to be uncomfortable. You can't. That's, no. that's just that sums it up right there. Nobody likes you to make be the out rules. Of the you are not going to be made uncomfortable. <laughs> that and was the Obama the era. People will swear yeah. up and down Obama was the worst president, and and no. you can't help but to think, why do you feel that way? Class. Just what leave I, it dangling. Is, look, we, 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 I think we did a show about this. I can't remember what season. I did say, I did say, oh, shit. everything that we're experiencing now is because of Obama. Bruh, folks will like argue with you. He's the worst damn president. And you'd be yeah. like, why? And they'd be like, because. <laughs> Because we're black. We was on. We had. That's, that's, that's what they're thinking. We had two wars. Uh, no, yo, I'm like, well, that ain't the I first time we had two wars. On Facebook, they <laughs> like when when Obama wanted to talk to um, Kim Jong Un, he was the worst thing ever. But then Trump did it. Oh, he's the greatest thing that he's stepping up to Kim Jong Un and trying to bring us together. But when Obama did it, he was the devil. It's, when he listen, it, it's not. It's not our rule. Yeah. Listen, when old. Yeah, it's, hey, it's look. not our rules, and it, and that's 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 just the truth. That's not racist. That's yeah. the truth. That's fact. That is the truth. When Obizi like bowed to the emperor of Japan and wore the tan suit, boy, he they was went off. he was communist. Yeah. He was socialist. He was a Marxist. He was fucking uh, everything but I X. About a child of God. Hey, I, I saw a post today. All right, you remember that? Oh, go ahead, bro. How Biden is getting just just crucified over gas prices. I saw one when gas was low during Obama's time, and they were talking about. Low price gas is a bad thing. Oh yeah, and people people forget that the first well I can say the first time, but when we had the gas crisis, that that was like like freaking uh, Bush was in office, like the first one. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. and then Obama had a little wave with that too. But I'm saying like this is not the first time around. You know, like come on, bro. Right. This stuff. This is this shit happens all the time. And that's a whole other story. It has nothing to do with uh, the government profits from it. It's more big business than anything. All right, man. Well, we had an hour. I got to get ready to roll. Let's go around the room. Let's do some closing, bro. We got to make more time for these roundtables. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe we do a couple shows in a row where we just come on and talk about what we're thinking. Um, and I gotta well, talk to you, talk to you offline, P. Like uh, I had okay. a vision about expansion of CEO and doctor. <laughs> I got another topic for to talk about that we talked about today. This. If y'all want to get into that one, uh, like I, I will leave on this note. Fellas, I love y'all, and uh, I love these these discussions because they're thought provoking, and it put me in a place where I have to reflect on the things that I've learned over the course of my life. Um, I'll be 54 next month, and I've appreciated Sheesh. every second of being 
the footsteps in front of each one of y'all to keep you from making the same mistakes that I made. That's love. Uh, senior Select, I'm proud of you, man. You know, Senor, uh, Senor. You know I, 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 I want... That don't even sound real, man. Just, That's just wild. Clearly, clearly understand my hopes, my dreams for you as my brother has always been that you realize you, who you want to be. Facts. Inside and outside that uniform. Less about the uniform and more about the person. Uh, this achievement is huge. I want you to to relish in it, enjoy it, uh, take advantage of it. Uh, it's well-deserved, but don't ever forget the person that wears that uniform. 100, man. I'm with it. Clink, get us out of here. What you got? Uh, shoot. This thing, like everybody on my timeline making senior, and I'm like, I got out before I could even retire, but still, yeah, when I got out, and you know Marcus, everybody know Marcus. Well, Will don't. He said, Clink, don't let this define you. He said, you can make it outside. And every job I got after I got out, I made more and more and more. So I feel like I made my own rank. You know what I'm saying? Once I get this joint, yeah. I'll be at a certain joint, which I never thought I'll be making that type of money. So I'm like, okay, I'm still, you know, growing and whatnot, but I'm still trying to find out who the hell I am. But hopefully this will be a, a better step in the right direction. Bro, that's I real. still don't know. I, I still don't know. I'm 53 and I don't know. <laughs> I hate that you're drinking tequila yeah. straight like you from Mexico, but that's wild as fuck. All right, Will, you, <laughs> you Man, know his so, brothers drink brown. Yeah. He's sipping tequila. Holy shit. Who is this guy? Yeah. Go ahead, Will. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I try to, you know, leave, you know, I try to be more positive. I tell myself, you know, beginning of this year, I'm going to be more intentional with the things I do. That's why I'm doing the things I'm doing with, you know, my certifications and everything. But, <clears throat> again, congratulations, Senor Oliver. No doubt, uh, you no know doubt. What I'm saying? Love y'all brothers. Uh, and just, you know, I made a stat the other day on my uh, Facebook. And it was kind of, you know, based off the conversation that we know we just had today. But, you know what I'm saying? Just think about where you want to be versus where you came from. Where you are versus where you came from and where you want to be. And the post I made uh, yesterday was, you know, be who you needed when you were younger. You know what I'm saying? Just, just think about that. Be who that. you needed when you were younger. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. nobody else is going to be that person. You can only be that person for you. So I just leave you that. That's 1,000. All right, boys, I'm going to make this short and sweet. I appreciate y'all time. Appreciate y'all, you know, making time. Will was in school and all kind of shit tonight. So thank y'all for stepping by, <laughs> coming on and yapping with us. Uh, you know, one thing I'll leave with, and a lot of people been shouting out a lot of stuff to me, good, good vibes, you know, telling me, you know, the Air Force got it right. And I'm not saying that to kind of like – pump my chest or anything but the one thing i could take pride in is <clears throat> i learned from this man right here in the bottom right corner along with some other mentors mike woodburn um you know marcus simmons later in my career um the course al thomas who passed away nathan Berger, um and i watched those guys do what they did and never really understood the level and now I'm at that level and, and progressing and, and learning what's, neat, what's what's being asked of me, but I know how to get it done, and it's my way. So the one thing I take pride in is I actually made this strike my way. I wasn't yeah. the leader in no professional organization. I wasn't like, hey, look mm -hmm. at me. Let me jump out in front. I'll do this. Sign me up. I was in the back 
playing my own cards, setting myself up to move on to my next phase in life like you taught me to do. I've been a five, I've been a, I've been on the out mentally for 5 years, plotting and planning <laughs> to press the button 2 months from now and then this yeah. blessing yeah, comes I and I have to stop. You know, and I'm like, you know, I've struggled with why and that's not important, but the 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 moral of the story where I'm going with that is, you know, you set your course. I told Odom today. I was mm-hmm. like, you keep you keep doing what you do by your rules. Don't let nobody else define what the rules are. No system. Don't play the game. You get into that mindset, you're going to lose. You'll become somebody yeah. you don't want to become. And I can take this yeah. rank and accept it and know I'm still me. I'm still yeah. Clyde. Yeah. I don't feel like I've been, like, I'm fake. All of a sudden, like, everybody like, yeah, he was cool, but now he, like, you know, he in the upper room now, so he, like, ah. Nah, bro. I'm still, I'm still an A1C at heart. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I still carry myself like that. So that's what that's what feels good to me, and I'm glad I can make it to that to that level. And I yeah. appreciate all of y'all, P. You know, especially you, because you took me under your wing when I had no idea who I was, who I was to become as a man or what I was going to be as a supervisor or leader, any of that shit. So I really appreciate it. Pay it forward. Just pay it forward, bro. 1,000. Pay it forward. 1,000. All right. This has been C on the doctor. Thank you for everybody. Stop by doc, Tina. Um, appreciate y'all making some comments. Uh, give us a few days like always, and we'll get you the material on audio and, uh, yeah. Yes, sir. See you on the doctor. It's been real. Yeah.